You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Atlanta Braves. I'm joined by Mark Bowman, and, you know, it was uh, the year went as expected, 93 losses. That's just how they drew it up. But, uh, you know, there were some positives within that, Mark, that uh, that really stand out. You think about the way this offense really came together in the second half, and it, it leads you to believe good things are in store for 2017 and beyond. But um, I want to get your take on your kind of takeaways from 2016. What stands out to you? You know, I think we can we can touch on a, a couple moments real quick. Let's go back to uh, mid-May there where the team is 9-27. and 27, I believe it was when Freddie Gonzalez was fired. Brian Snicker steps in. You really – you kind of look at him as uh, maybe a short-term fix. It made sense to bring him in. Uh, and, and then everything that happened after that in terms of how the team uh, responded to Snicker, I point to June 15th. They uh, were had, had already lost the first two games of a four-game set against the Reds. Uh, there was some talk at that point in time. You're thinking, is this team going to compete with uh, – you know, some of the dubious records of the 62 Mets or 2003 Tigers. And, um, I mean, that, that's where they were heading. And they give up two runs in the top of the 13th that night. Uh, come back and score three and, and end up at that mark the start of the 97th game stretch in which they went 50 and 47 the rest of the way. Obviously, the, the best part of the season uh, occurred during the, at, at the end when they won 20 of their last 30, uh, including 12 of the last 14. The one thing that you always have to be careful of is, you know, how much do you make of September in baseball? I mean, you've got to be very careful. But this was definitely a different team once they added Matt Kemp uh, there at the beginning of August, further lengthened their lineup by promoting Dansby Swanson. You saw the evolution of the bullpen as the season went on. Uh, I don't think I've ever, you know, this will be my 17th year covering the team. I don't think I've ever seen them enter a season where you already have a pretty good sense yeah. one through seven of, of who your bullpen is yeah. so um there's some you know they've uh they've added some stability within the rotation rotation with uh on a short-term basis so um you know this is a team that, that at least can enter the season with legitimate hopes of competing for 82 wins you know that winning record basically what yeah. i'm saying yeah absolutely and that's you know you you expect that kind of gradual progression but um and, you know, that, that's kind of the part of the rebuilding process. Obviously, when you're moving into a ballpark, you, you hope for uh, – there's that pie-in-the-sky hope for a stunning progression, and, and that's what got people's hopes up for maybe a, a big trade for a Chris Sale type. But I think it does make sense to kind of, you know, take the gradual steps along. But, again, there, there's a lot of optimism, optimism here about the way things ended in, in 2016. And, boy, you know, Freddie was always an all-star caliber player. Um what clicked for him, though, in that second half? Because he was just playing out of his mind. I mean, 1.095 OPS. Actually, go back to the middle of June, 1.095 OPS. Um, yeah. uh, again, this is a star-caliber player, but that was superstar-caliber output. Yeah, it was uh, It was an incredible season, especially, you know, he enters the season, you're not sure about his wrist. Uh, he starts yeah. off two for 25. You're thinking, okay, there's, there's got to be something there. He, he got hot for two weeks and struggled for the next six. And, and basically, let's go back to that June 15th date, you know, along with having that comeback win over the Reds. Uh, Freeman hit for the cycle that night and, and really got hot for another three-week stretch. He he cooled down for, you know, a week or two around the All-Star break. But once they added Matt Kemp, you know, provided him that protection that 
that uh, he needed, you started to see him swing a fewer pitches outside the strike zone. Uh, and then, obviously, as you, you mentioned, you know his numbers were otherworldly over the last two months, uh, let alone uh, if you go back to, to June 15th to have the 1,000-plus OPS. But he's a uh, – He's a special talent, you know. He's he's just 27 years old, probably just entering his prime. I, I we don't know exactly how SunTrust Park's going to play. I, you know, I think yeah. a lot of that always depends on. Everyone likes to point at dimensions, but let let's see how the wind patterns. You know, let, let's see how the ball flies there. Uh, the stadium does point south southeast, which is unique. I think there are only two or three other stadiums that that point in that direction. Uh, that may you know look that may provide more of an influence from a sun perspective but what i'm getting at is we just don't know exactly uh how this park's going to play but i do think it has a chance to be friendlier uh for hitters i don't think it's not going to play like uh citizens bank park or uh, great american ballpark anything like that but at the same time for freddie to put up the numbers that he did uh while playing at turnfield last year uh makes it even more impressive and that that's you know uh, shown through his weighted runs created uh, plus numbers, yeah. which ranked right up there. I think he was slightly ahead of Chris Bryant. So, wow. you see, this guy had a pretty special season. He was a special season, and you talk about special trade. Like, I don't know if I can think of a more clearly lopsided trade, basically from the day it was made, and then it turned out that way, of course, in the first season. We'll see what the future holds, but, geez, I mean, Dansby Swanson uh, comes up and, and uh, you know, looks strong right away at the big league level. Uh, Ender Inciarte really had a, a big second half, gives them that leadoff hitter that they need so well. Um, and, of course, Shelby Miller really struggled in Arizona. But, um, you know, two principal figures that arrived in that trade really showed up for them in the second half. Yeah, you know, you, we all know about Swanson, you know, how the, the potential yeah. that he has. And and I, I think you, you may have got a chance to talk to him a few times this year, Anthony. He, you know, it's, the maturity just stands out. You know, it stood out to you from the first day of spring training. And it's a – it's a there's still a sense of humility there. He knew all eyes were on him. Uh, he didn't shy away from the attention. At the same time, um, you know he he never. And then when it, once the season started, the minor league season started. Uh, you know he made the the quick progressions that he had to 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 double A. Dealt with some struggles there. Um, and then once he got to the big league level, you know to to hit uh, 300 over a six the first six weeks of your big league career, that, that's pretty impressive. I'm not saying that he's going to hit 300 this year or anything like that, but at the same time, he he showed you that he has that potential to be that solid number two hole hitter who can uh, put the ball in play quite consistently. He doesn't uh, – he has pretty good plate discipline. And, it's, and you know what? In the field, uh, he made a difference. Now, I, you know, I went from Angleton Simmons to Eric Ibar to Dansby Swanson. So, uh, you know – Eric Ibar may have been, uh, you know, there, there were plenty of nights that I probably would have rather had, um, you know, some of our, our MLB.com brethren out there if you had seen him this year. So, um, you know, so, so you know, look, what we saw from Dansby was, uh, I'm not going to put him in Andleton's category, but he makes every play uh, that he's supposed to play make. And uh, at the same time, he, he has that potential to create that wow factor, just like Andleton at times as well. And like you said, Enciarte is a gold glove uh, center fielder in his first year. Uh, leadoff hitter, he, you know, he struggled at first uh, during the early part of the season. Started to hit, you know, prove that he could hit left-handers down the stretch, and, and that was the big difference. That's why you had the, the three, what a three fifty batting average, three ninety eight on base percentage after the the All Star break because uh, 
you know, he, that, that, that part of his game improved. And, uh, you know, the, the other part of that, that trade is Aaron Blair. We can't forget about Aaron Blair. His season this year was uh, a you know, significant disappointment. He was the guy that was supposed to come up in April or May and, 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 you know, provide a glimpse of what the rotation might look like in the future. He uh, struggled, spent a lot of time at, at triple-A level, but there in that last start, he at least uh, provided the team and himself a nugget of optimism with 10 strikeouts against the Tigers So um, yeah. that last weekend of the season. So we can't forget about the potential value that, that he could provide from that trade as well. And then uh, Tehran had a nice bounce back here, which also bodes well for the rotation and obviously a much different-looking rotation going in 2017 with all the guys they've added there. But uh, and, and thank you, by the way, for briefly – putting an image of Barry Bloom manning short for the Broadway in my head. I actually that was thought about fun. using Bloom's name, and I was like, nah, come on, let's not make this right. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I thought that's funny. You said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one last one last point, but how about Snitker keeping the job? You know, that doesn't happen very often where a guy is sort of the interim guy and, and it's a rebuilding club and moving into a new ballpark. It says a lot about him that, that uh, you know, their, their faith in him moving forward. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, I'll admit, I've known Brian Snickers since probably 1996-97. He's always been that guy. He's been the, the solid coach, the very valuable minor league manager. You you don't know what somebody is capable of doing until they're thrown into that role. When they when they give uh, him the interim job, it made perfect sense. You know, it wasn't time to give Eddie or uh, Eddie Perez or Terry Pendleton the job. They, they, they didn't definitely – they didn't feel comfortable putting him in that position, so why not bring up the guy from AAA, let him bide his time, uh, provide that, that optimistic outlook uh, that he always has, his love for the organization. He's been a part of this organization, whether as a player, coach, manager, instructor, whatever, since 1977. Uh, you know, Hank Aaron gave him his job, you know, along with, along with releasing him one day. He said, hey, but we want to keep you around as a coach there. I believe that was 1981. Um, you know, this guy has a... a genuine appreciation for this organization he wanted to make the most of the opportunity and he did he admits that there were parts of the job that he he certainly couldn't be prepared for because he'd never been around it even though he'd been on bobby cox's coaching staff and uh you know as recently as just a few years ago he saw how easily bobby handled his time he realized you know how many different directions you can be pulled uh from a time management standpoint uh he had to learn some things about that instant replay some other things that he wasn't uh, introduced to at the minor league level, but at the same time, throughout it all, what he showed was his ability to communicate uh, and, and, you know, be a, a leader that the players respect. And I think that we saw that as Freddie Freeman and Durenciarte, uh, you know, made it known there in September, look, we want this guy to have to keep this job. We don't want uh, anyone else to have it. He's, he's the guy that we want leading, leading us next year. All right. I want to thank Mark Bowman for helping us tie a bow on 2016. And for all his contributions to the podcast this year, this has been MLB.com Extras, Atlanta Braves edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.